Well, thank you so much for the invitation to, for Helen and I to come here and minister. It's really good. And um, we love coming to Swan Hill. It's really nice. It's a nice church. Um, I want to talk today about, I want to encourage you not to refuse God. And my text is Hebrews chapter 12, uh, starting at verse 14 and through to verse 28. Hebrew, Hebrews 12, 14 to 28. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy, to be holy. without holiness... No one will see the Lord. Interesting verse, isn't it? Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you... uh, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he'd done. Verse 18. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast, or such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word would be spoken them, spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to sprinkle the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks, if they did not escape when they refused him, or warn, or warn them. Uh, sorry, I'll start twenty-five again. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks, if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth. How much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only only the earth, but the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. This is creating things. So what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and awe. 29, 
For our God is a consuming fire. Verse 27 says that so we cannot, so what cannot be shaken may remain. What cannot be shaken may remain. And that's what I want to really talk about today a bit is what the things that can be shaken by the Lord and the things that cannot be shaken. Esau's inheritance was shaken. Mount Sinai was shaken. Abel's blood was shaken. And if we are not true believers, we too will be shaken. We need to belong to the church of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn are receiving a kingdom that will not be shaken. I love verse 29. Our God is a consuming fire. Think about that word, consuming. Consuming. The things that will be shaken will be consumed. The things that will not be shaken will stand the test. The writer of Hebrews says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. I reckon that's a pretty tough verse. And sometimes I feel a bit less than holy. I think we all do. But we need to be on our game, folks. There are two states of being associated with this passage. That is basically holiness and unholiness. Verse 14 implores us to live at peace with all mankind. And this means everyone, both believer and non-believer. It says be at peace with everyone, not just everyone in the building, but Everyone, be at peace with everyone. Both believer and non-believer, the kind and the unkind, we are to be at peace with everyone and live a holy life. And if we can live a holy life, then we will live a life that is pleasing to God. One day, a while ago, I had this thought... You know, we say at Simmons Prayer, we receive salvation. Jesus comes into our heart. That's normal. We know that. John 3.16, you know. But then I had this thought, what about me being in Jesus' heart? I'd never thought about being in Jesus' heart before. And we are. We belong to him and you know he's got a plan for our lives even before we were born even before the earth was created there was a plan for our life and as much as Jesus comes into our heart we belong also Jesus takes us into his heart 
And Jesus' heart is a place of holiness. It's a place of purity. And we need to check ourselves from time to time to make sure that we are living the life that we profess to be as Christians. Verse 15 says that we can miss out on the grace of God. And this can be caused by bitterness or immorality or these types of behaviours. And if we behave inappropriately, then we do miss out on the grace of God. It leaves us. But we don't have to live that kind of lifestyle. We can live a lifestyle of holiness. The story of Esau is cited. And just as he pleaded with tears for his birthright to be returned to him, it was because, folks, it was because he was a godless person. And the rejection was not able to be reversed. It's the same with God. If you remain or become godless or a godless person, at the end of the day, no amount of tears will change God's mind. The time is like now. We live in this time of grace. The time of judgment was, you know, when the Ten Commandments ruled. And there's a time of judgment to come, a different type of judgment, a different, a different type of judgment that was in the Old Testament. But right now we live in this time of grace and we have this opportunity to make good for mistakes that we make, for sinfulness that creeps into our life, or that temptation that we fail to resist. And we must come to God in an attitude, a hard attitude of repentance. I'm sorry for what I did. Lord, help me not to do this thing again. Give me strength. Give me power. Give me anything. The pleasure of the temptation sounds good. But it's the guilt that comes later. And the guilt from the temptation is stronger than the pleasure. So why go through it? And the temptation comes, knocking at the door, you go, oh, this looks all right. And you dabble in sin just a little bit. But then you've got this process. You've got guilt for a couple of weeks, you feel bad, you feel bad before God, your prayer life suffers, you know, you, 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 you don't do your morning devotions, and you come to church and, oh, I'm going to skip communion, man, I just feel so rotten, you know. And time passes and then you think, oh, well, I better repent. And so you repent, you're sorry, and you open your Bible and the Lord shows you a nice verse and then someone rings up and encourages you. You think, oh, yes, I'm back with the Lord. Folks, just avoid the process. Avoid the temptation. Just... Keep on going. Say, devil, you know? Here's some scripture. Do like Jesus did. Hey, temptation. I don't know if I've said this before, but 
when the devil tempts us, what he's really doing, he just wants us to disobey scripture. That's the bottom line. That's all he, that's all he can do. Hey, Stu, here's a good temptation. Oh, what, you want me to disobey scripture? <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, I'm past that. Um, yeah. So, we must live this life of holiness. Now, I don't mean that we should be holy rollers or anything like that. We are people. We live in, on the planet. We go to work. We do everything that we need to do. But it's about the state of our heart. It's just about the state of our heart. Helen is working um, in a factory. It's called True Foods. It's a factory and they make wraps. All the wraps are seen, Coles and Woolies and KFC and Subway. They're all made at this factory. They're making for the whole of Australia. And it's, it's, it's great. She's got some work. But the girls at work said, hey, Helen, we're going out for a Christmas break. Do you want to come along? Helen said, oh, yeah, what's involved? Oh, we go out, we have good food and get drunk? <laughs> Helen says, no, I don't think so. I don't, that's not my lifestyle. So, you know, there's choices to be made and um, all the time uh, choices come to us. But folks, today is a day of change. And how about you right now in your heart? Holy or unholy? Godly or godless? What changes do you need to make? Big changes? Little changes? Are you born again? Are you a believer? You know, we, we go through this process of sanctification. It means that we're not going to be perfect while we live on the planet. We live in this... Um, this uh, world wrapped with sin you know we come defaulted to us we don't have, have a choice but um, but we must live in the world we must have a holy attitude towards you know others towards God and not allow the influences of the world to come upon us this passage talked about two mountains. I think this is really interesting. So the question, which mountain are you going to? The two mountains associated with this passage is the mountain of fire and darkness and there's the mountain of God. And Moses saw a place that made him tremble, a place where there's fire and darkness and gloom and storm. And folks, Moses had been around a bit. You know, for this guy to tremble like he'd been a slave and, um, and then he, 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 he was a shepherd and, and he was a leader and, you know, he led the people out of Egypt and put the stick on the water and, and all that. And he sees this mountain like, and he trembles. So it must have been a pretty, pretty bad spot. A place where there is a voice speaking words. And those who heard it begged no further word be spoken to them. A mountain where animals were even stoned. 
if they touched it. Folks, this is a place to avoid at all costs. Don't go there. Don't even entertain the thought. Stay close to God. Run to God. Stretch out your arms and embrace God in his holiness and remain in him. Remain in him. You know, flick your Bible open to the 23rd Psalm and don't don't be afraid to lay down in green pastures beside a stream, you know? Like, take a couple of minutes out of your day, half an hour. Flick the Bible open, have a chat to God. Remain in Him. Talk to Him about, well, Lord, I had three temptations today and I resisted them. Thank you so much for helping me. Don't let go. Don't go astray. Don't waver. Stay totally focused on God. Live the life. Run the race. Give your whole life to God and let him have the reins of your life. Let him have the reins of your life. Are we not yoked to Jesus? There is another mountain Another mountain to go to, Mount Zion. It's God's holy mountain. The heavenly Jerusalem, the place of angels where names are recorded, ladies and gentlemen, in the Lamb's book of life. Wow. The church, the Hebrew writer calls it the church of the firstborn. Here we have been presented with two mountains, two sides, if you like, of spiritual life. The good side and the bad side of spiritual life. And although when given the choice, it's easy for us to decide. But there is sometimes the tug to dabble in a little sinfulness. Hey, what about David? He's up there on the roof, like, just chilling at the end of the day, I suppose. Whoa! There's a lady having a bath. Oh, now that's where it should have stopped. He should have gone downstairs and had a cold shower. <laughs> But he didn't, did he? He went over to a house. She got pregnant. So one sin, now another sin. Now what's he going to do? The hubby's up here. Well, you know, you know the story. Eventually he had the guy killed. Another sin. You see, a sin leads to another this, this, this whole his lifestyle now was becoming a life of recurring sin one after the other after the other the baby dies and David's just chilled he's not doing anything then he gets a visit doesn't he and it's all revealed and then he repents. So there are two sides to
to lot to spiritual life, the bad side. And folks, be careful because like David, sometimes one sin can lead to another, to another, to another. Helen could go to the party and, you know, drink wine. I think they drink wine. They drink wine. She could go and drink wine and get a bit tipsy. And then who knows, that could lead to another sin and another and another. Best to avoid in the first place. What's the proverb? Prevention is better than the cure. Something like that. We must be strong and remember that when we are shaken, we don't want to be numbered among those that fall. You wrap it up. Verse 25, we're told, do not refuse him who speaks. So I want to ask you, have you heard from God recently? We should be hearing from God. There are a number of ways that God can speak to us. Through vision, through dream, through the word of the prophet, through preaching, through the revelation of scripture, and into our heart. God can speak into our heart. God can even reveal himself to people at different times. I'll tell you a story. This guy, a Muslim, lived in Indonesia, just down the street, was a Christian missionary. He never went near the Christian guy because you know, he's a Muslim. And, uh, that's it. Anyway, he saved all his money up to go to Mecca one year. He couldn't go every year, he didn't have that much money, but he, he jumps on the plane over the Middle East, catches a bus into town, and he can see um, the idol up there on the hill, and there's like thousands of people everywhere. So he jumps on this bus, there's a bus coming, the driver opened the door, the bus is jam packed, but he managed to, to stand on the step. The driver leans across and says to him, you don't need to go and worship the idol today. You need to fly back home and go and see the missionary that lives in your street. (laughs) Must be a word from Allah. All right. Forget Mecca. He goes back to the airport, jumps on the plane, flies home thinks about it for a week. This is a true story. This is a true story. He thinks about it for a week or so, gets up the courage, goes down the street, missionary opens the door and says, how can I help you? And then the guy just stared right over his shoulder at a picture on the wall. Now the missionary had a picture of Jesus on the wall. You know, like at the well or something like that. This guy's just staring at him. 
And the missionary goes, he says, what are you looking at? What's going on? What are you looking at? And the guy says, how come you've got a picture of the bus driver on your wall? <laughs> he accepted Jesus that day. We need to do evangelism, but don't worry. Jesus is doing his bit too. So have you heard from God recently? Which way did you respond? Will you be able to stand the shaking? Because there's no escape. Folks, do you reckon this world has been shaken right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. But who feels at peace in their heart? You know? Because you stand among those that won't be shaken. You've got Jesus. You know, vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, who cares? I've got Jesus. It doesn't matter. You know, like, and there's more like volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. I downloaded the earthquake app. Man, I can't believe how many earthquakes there are. You don't even hear about it in the news. Just like heaps. This, this planet, folks... Tell you what, we need Jesus. Um, that which cannot be shaken, folks, will remain. All created things, it says here, all created things will be shaken. That's like, you know, everything. Cats, dogs, like sheep, people, buildings, everything created will be shaken. God can only take into heaven that which cannot be shaken. And that which cannot be shaken is the kingdom of God. It it cannot be shaken. Folks, get into the kingdom of God. Because there's... Yeah, well, I don't need to tell you. Just watch the news. There's tough times coming. And this world is being shaken. So, question. Are you part of God's kingdom? Do you understand the Christian walk? Uh, It's a life of commitment. A commitment... That challenges the worldly lifestyle. A Christian commitment challenges the worldly lifestyle. That's why people don't like God and use his name in a bad way. Because they are challenged. And I like the challenge. I just want to live my own life. So, um, to compare. Uh, Commitment that challenges the worldly lifestyle. A commitment that places us in the eternal kingdom of God. Yes, eternal. The things that will be shaken will die, will pass away, are not eternal. So, God is a consuming fire. We need to worship him with reverence and fear. And I saw worship today. I love the worship today. It was good. It took me it took me to a place in God. So we need to worship God with reverence and fear. Take your hearings from God seriously. Remain strong in your faith. And when the heavens and the earth are shaken, be among those 
who remained standing. Remember Esau, how his birthright could not be given back? Without holiness, folks, we can miss out on the grace of God. Remember the two mountains, the mountain of darkness and the mountain of God? And remember that God is a consuming fire. If you take God seriously, folks, he will take you seriously. And if you honour God, honour God with every aspect of your life, you know, honour God in your home, honour God in your marriage, honour God in your finances, in your occupation. Like, even when you're buying groceries, if you honour God with your life, he will honour you. He will honour you. Stand firm and don't be shaken. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the revelation of your word today. Father, we thank you that we are connected in such a way that we will not be shaken. And we understand that you are a consuming fire. But Father, at the end of the day, as believers, we will be with you. We pray, Lord, your touch come upon us. We pray, Lord, you'll fill us, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. And the fear will be driven out of our lives. The worry and stress and anxiety, Lord, that comes when we look at the news. We wonder what's going on. Lockdowns on and off. Father, take those anxious moments away from us, Lord. And let us live in your peace. Let us not be shaken by the things of this world. But let us stand firm and... And Ephesians says, and when we're finished standing firm, continue to stand firm. Father, touch us today. Fill us. Renew us. Let us be strong. Let us be purposeful in our Christian walk. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody wants prayer today, Helen and I make ourselves available. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.